Ozzy is the world. Hi everybody, Chris Gathered here. Welcome to another episode of New Jersey is the World. Your weekly celebration of all things Jersey. And I'm coming at you from my house in Morris County. You can hear my voice is a little burnt out. It's because I've been doing shows all weekend. We did a great killer show. Patterson at Prototype 237, which is a fantastic DIY space. You got to support them if you're ever passing through Passaic County. They do great stuff all the time. Nick Fierro came out and just shot from the hip telling stories about Patterson and Totoa and absolutely crushed. John Kaz and the Rippers provided music. It was incredible. A hell of a good time. Thanks to everybody who came out in Patterson. Thanks to Prototype for having us. And then the very next night, totally different show in Flemington. Different crowd work, different vibe, because what Flemington DIY DIY is another vital space. Flemington DIY is doing some really special stuff right there on Stangle Road. It's it's a sleepy little main stretch of town in Hunterdon County, and they're bringing underground renegade outlaw art to Flemington. And I was happy to be there telling my dad jokes, but to also be a part of it and Two spaces that you have to support. If you're in Passaic County, Prototype. If you're down there in Hunterdon, Flemington DIY. If you're looking for cool things to do, you don't want to go all the way to Philly or New York or even, you know, the Jersey hubs of entertainment to spend your money. These are places that you're going to want to keep your eye on because they're doing great things all the time. This Jersey tour, as you can tell, I'm so excited about it. We've still got some tickets available in Bergen County, our South Hackensack show. That is the slowest moving show. Bergen County, what's the deal? Bergen County, I'm judging you. (laughs) I'm not judging you. It's fine. We still have some tickets for our late show in Trenton. Uh, The early one sold out already. That late one is moving quick. We've got some tickets for our show in Sparta, Sussex County. I know that one's at 10 p.m. starting on a Thursday, so they're moving a little slower, but I hear great, great things about the uh, the spot that we're doing out there. So chrisgeth.com, if you want tickets to all those, and thanks to everybody else who sold out literally every single show, including a second show in Jersey City, a second show in Montclair, means the world. And I'll see a whole bunch of you in Booton. We're doing two shows in Booton on Thursday night, so thank you for that. Now, if you are someone who has even a passing interest in Jersey, You've probably seen a lot of chatter about our old friend, Bagels by Jarrett. The bagel wizard himself is battling the town of West Orange. And I mean, this has been showing up in the newspapers. It's been showing up on television news. And Jarrett is very, very tapped in with a circuit of online Jersey love. um, That if you are following this show, I imagine you might be somebody who you follow a bunch of Jersey-based accounts. and, And it's inescapable. And here's what it comes down to. Is Jarrett has... Screens on his windows. He has blinds, shades, whatever you want to call them. The town doesn't like it. So West Orange has been fining him $1,500 a day. We're going to hear from our old friend Jarrett about exactly what's going on, how it's actually even worse. Wait till you hear how much they're trying to fine his landlord, which I don't know if that had been released yet. And also, Jarrett will be the first to tell you. You can tell there's a lot of truth-telling that goes on in this, and then we also call it out. He and I both maybe dive into some stuff that feels conspiratorial, but I think the point being, as we dive into some stuff, that's clearly conspiracy. And I know, when I speak about West Orange critically, sometimes people in the town find out, and they email my mom if they know how to get in touch with her still. And I just want to say, 
I want to say that I say some things and I imagine Jared says some things that I, I, I don't want to speak for him, but I, I don't even know that they're true. Point being though, the town is creating a lot of the questions as to if they are or are not true. And Jared puts it on the table in this one. He names some names. He talks about how maybe the town is run in a bit more of a machine politic way than a lot of us who come from there would like to admit. And he talks about maybe how he down the line might be someone who can help clean up that side of town. It goes in a lot of directions you didn't expect. Point being, what I will say is Jared's doing a really cool thing and it's good for Jersey. And yeah, I think I, I say in the beginning, there might be people out there who go, just play the pay the fine and then play the game and figure it out, man. He doesn't want to play the game. He doesn't want to play the game and, uh, and now he's in it for better or for worse. But you're going to hear some real truth telling on this one. And I just want to say much love to our friend Jared. If you are passing through the area, now is the time to go spend some money at his store because he needs it to pay massive legal fees. Much love to Bagels by Jarrett. Good luck in your battle against the lovely and beautiful and incredible town of West Orange where I grew up. That is also a very hard to decipher beast of a place at times. And he is taking that on the chin. Hi, everybody. Chris Gathered here. And welcome to um, what I would say is a legitimately very important episode of New Jersey is the World. One where it speaks to the fact that we've been doing this show out because one of the first food reviews we ever did was Bagels by Jarrett, West Orange, New Jersey, our hometown. Uh, Jarrett later invited us to come to a tasting table at his spot. He organized a relief benefit show for people who had their apartments destroyed in West Orange, invited me to come do the show. I performed at the High Lawn and got to make a bunch of jokes about how I never felt like I was allowed at the High Lawn as someone who grew up down the hill in West Orange. We had a great time and we've kept in touch over the years. And I think there's a real kindred spirit thing and we've always kept our eye on Jarrett and tried to support everything he does. And I can tell you, cooks great food. Love seeing him get pressed from our friends, Pete Genovese, Jeremy Schneider. And it's just been good to see everything that happens. And if you follow Jarrett, you know that we had to step in on this one because both as someone who has built a kinship with him via this podcast and as people who have a podcast that obsessively talks about West Orange, you have found yourself in the muck. I think we could say the muck. The muck. I haven't heard the word muck in a long time. I think you're dealing with the muck of the bureaucracy of West Orange right now. And... Uh, I'm glad to get to talk to you about it. There's been a lot of news about this because one thing I've learned about you is when you start ringing the alarm bells, people, you really do know how to make them land. So Jared, it, the, the basics for anybody listening is that it's going to sound so silly. People are not going to believe. When I say what the basics are, they're going to go, that doesn't sound like a big deal. And then when I say what you've been dealing with, they're going to go, why is any of this happening? <laughs> yeah. The basics are this, is that you have a... A restaurant where it's curbside, people roll up, they don't enter the restaurant. Correct. You have shades in the windows like any other place with windows, not even business. And you keep the shades down because it helps keep it cool inside. It doesn't let the sun in. It's a simple thing. 
Yeah, it, it helps to keep people from not walking. We have three do not enter signs on our door. Three do not enter signs, and people still walk in every single day. So you open the shades on that, how many more people are going to walk in? And why do I have to open the shades? There's no law or ordinance in town that says you can't have window shades. In fact, the ordinance they're attempting to use against me and fine me $1,500 a day. Boom. There's the thing where a lot of people just went, what? They're charging you $1,500 a day for your window shades? For having window shades. And the code that's on the violation, which has finally been written to the correct address. The first violation wasn't even written to the right address. Um, the code says that your interior screenings must be kept clean, which means you can have them. Wouldn't the code read, you're not allowed to have window shades, no screenings allowed, something like that if you weren't allowed? Why are the other people in our strip mall allowed to have window shades out of curiosity? Forget about everyone around town who also has window shades. And yes, window shades. And that's like the best part of all of this is that like, I, I mean, I, this has been going on for over a year now, like a, a year and a half, two years this all started. And at like the core of it, it's window shades. And I can't tell you how many dinners I've been out to or whatever, and we're talking about it. And then every, someone just loses their mind and go, window shades. <laughs> They're window shades. Why are we doing this? Why, what, what is going on here? <laughs> They're window shades. <laughs> it's really wild. It's really wild. And I'll say this too, as a West Orange native, just one thing I'll put out there is I'm not advocating that anyone gets special treatment, but it's also very clear that there's sort of selective treatment of this. And I would say you are a business that's brought a lot of attention to the town in a really positive way. And then on top of it, this is not me trying to blow smoke because I like you and we've met and I'd like to think that we are on some level friends at this point. Absolutely. We've crossed paths enough times. There's respect there. But I just think on a basic level, if people look at it, when the town allows all the trees to be ripped off the top of a mountain <laughs> and then the mountain collapses on an apartment building, it's really dark. And that's my view of it. I'm not putting your words in your mouth. Yeah. They allowed the top of that mountain to have all the tree roots removed and then all the dirt fell down and a bunch of people lost their homes. You organize a fundraiser. The town has also gotten mad at you because you once had a big freezer out in the in the outdoor area near your shop. And the freezer, you were collecting turkeys for Thanksgiving donations. Like it's really hard for me to look at it and go. There has to be a better way for the town to approach this conversation rather than seeming to sort of torment a person who prioritizes trying to be a community guy and also in a way that's just sort of delight. I mean, I feel so bad watching you go through it, but there is a little bit of delightful punk rocker glee as two guys with a punk rocker background. Cause I'm like, absolutely. They're all, well, because they're also messing with someone who is very clearly good at public relations. Like your business exploded because you were able to spread word about a small thing you were doing on social media and it created a, a fervor and you're good at it. And I mean, this has now been not just in all the local papers. We're talking like the New York news oh, yeah. outlets. Oh, yeah. See, I mean, CBS of the piece, ABC, NBC. Um, there was a, a call yesterday, potentially with a national uh, news network. It'll remain nameless for right now. 
But um, a buddy of mine who's actually still in the music industry, I met him at Rather Record Label. His name's Johnny Minardi. Rather Record Label, if he was young like me, you know, like 18 years old, running record labels, and super successful now, like out in California, like, like awesome music guy. He put a comment, he's like, doesn't this town realize you don't mess with DIY punk rockers? Like, <laughs> we have it, it's, it's in our blood. Like, we can't, we can't get away from it. And sometimes, you know, I always say, sometimes you got to choose to be happy versus being right, right? You got to pick and choose sometimes with that. And I'm pretty good at it in my life. They, they haven't really given me an opportunity here to, to choose to be happy versus being right with this whole thing, the way they've treated me and what they've done. But, um, yeah, there's that punk rock piece behind it that we kind of just, like... And I think it was, too, because we didn't have any money, right, when we were punk rockers. So, like, you, you could only get stuff done, like, in a really interesting way. Like, you had to be creative, right? The town has all the money. They have all our tax dollars. So, so they can let Richard Trank, the town attorney, just keep coming after me, right? Like, who cares? They doesn't affect them. I have to be creative. I can't afford all of this, right? So I have to be creative with it. And I will say too, I, I believe it was the ABC News piece. I just watched a clip that was really spreading around. And it's just, I have to say again, not a huge fan of bureaucracy on my end. And, you know, like you said, coming up, the punk rock scene, like rules are suggestions. And then a lot of them are good things. And, and we find, our, and we, re, we respect them, especially as we become adults. But I was laughing so hard. They interviewed the mayor of West Orange who finally came out and started speaking to this. And she said, you know, well, these screens are down, so you can't see into the kitchen. Now you tell me when your food is being cooked, don't you feel like you should have some semblance of what the cleanliness is and, and what's going on? And then it cuts to you going, so wait, when you're in a restaurant, are you staring into the kitchen? And I just started laughing so hard because it's clear they're moving the goalposts. And then you immediately just are able to go, no, think about any restaurant you've ever been to. You're not, you by and large, outside of places that have an open kitchen setup, which are rare, 90% of the restaurants you've ever eaten in. You don't look in the kitchen no. for a cleanliness check before you are seated at your table. And she mentioned, she's like, I think, what was the quote? So she's like, where's the food coming from? Uh, well, it's coming from Driscoll. Uh, it was one of our distributors. Uh, we use Restaurant Depot as well. Like, what do you mean, where's the food coming from? Like, Who's preparing it? Um, well, I have a new head chef. He's awesome. His name's Paul, if you'd like to meet him. Um, you know, like, what are, what are we talking about here? And, but the, I happen to think she's really, I mean, we have a, an amazing case. I have a great attorney for this. Um, and and we, have, we have a six or seven solid points to, to defend ourselves on this. But she's given me gold. Because every time she speaks on camera, the as you say, the goalposts are changing. We're changing the whole thing. So now it's about that code's there for to because you want to see who's cooking your food. Like that's what your health department's for, Mayor. And trust me, the health department shows up here a lot more than other restaurants. And it's not because there's problems. Okay, it's because we have a loud mouth, right? The health department showed up. Thank you, Jeremy Schneider, for using a three-year-old picture that we staged on an NJ.com article that got someone up in arms because we tried, it was the beginning of COVID. We tried to make the picture look like we were so crazy. And then some woman's like, Oh yeah, they're you, they should be shut down. Food should be served like that. I'm like three years ago, like it was a stage photo. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure Jeremy will love hearing that. Love hearing that. Love to Jeremy Schneider. I'm sure. I'm sure. Now it's funny. So, you know, we got our New Jersey is the world text thread that goes around and we all heard about this and we, all the links started flying and Mike D who's probably the smartest of all of us. Fair. He wrote something that I think you would agree with that. I want your perspective on where he, he wrote back and he said, when you're messing with a town bureaucracy, he was like, 
I think Jared is hands down undeniably going to win in the court of public opinion. But man, is this going to cost him a lot of money fighting back this way. Because a lot of people would say when you're dealing with a town bureaucracy, let alone in Essex County, you pay that first fine and then you start figuring out the back channel way to go, what's going on and who do I have to talk to to just get you to leave me alone? And a lot of this stuff is kind of handled behind closed doors. You've taken a public opinion, which is making them mad, but it's going, it's, it's, you know, you understand this. Mike D's not wrong. No, absolutely. And see, the thing is that like most people don't, no, right? So, like, you'll see a lot of people who don't know what's going on. Just, like, just raise the window shades, right? And our, as punk rockers, we're like, why? Why do I have to raise the window shades, right? That's not, there's nothing that says you can't have window shades. And why is everyone else allowed to have them besides myself, right? So, there's that piece too. But what people don't realize is that, like, the town attorney told my, so they, they ended up, we went to court. And we agreed in court with the town attorney that we were going to try and work this thing out together without the courts. And we were going to come back in a month and let the judge know where we got to. The following week, they sent us another violation and they sent my landlord a violation. That's not working with someone, right? But we still continue to try to do it. So then when I got to court on Tuesday, was it this week? I'm so lost. I think it was this week, Tuesday. <laughs> Time flies when you're, when, you're, when you're going through this. Um, my attorney told me that their offer to us was for me to just plead guilty and pay a fine. And I said, well, how much is the fine? They said, we're not telling you. I'm not going to plead guilty to a fine that I don't know what it is when I also don't believe I'm guilty. And then they told my landlord they wanted to fine him $30,000. So that's the stuff that some people don't see. Or just raise your window shades. I can't. It's not, they're not allowing me to just do that. That's not the game that they're playing. A $30,000 fine for window shades? And when we were in the, in the courtroom, and I shared this with another artist, or no, I shared this with the town council, the, you know the atrium in West Orange, right? On Eagle Rock? Of course. So atrium's been closed, I feel like, since I opened, or right around COVID. They've been closed for a while. And their landscaping was growing, like, to the roof of the building. And it's on a major road, and that is very against the code. And, you know, a shame that, the, you know, sad they went out of, of, of business, right? Um, but the property's still owned by someone you got to maintain, et cetera. And they got a $250 fine. Right. The huge property. So there's nothing fair going on here. And I can't just lift my window shades. And the town has been messing with me through my whole expansion. They gave me my permits. I did all my proper work. And we had all of our permits. And then when I released the video of the zoning official yelling at me, they told me my permits were accidentally given to me. And they were wrong. And we couldn't use them anymore. One of the big questions that this all brings about is because I'll say you watch the mayor say one thing and then you read a quote from a town official on a paper who's saying this is for a different reason. And it seems to me like you're going to be able to go to court and you could make a nice little video package going, look at all these public quotes that don't even correspond with each other. Like no one is able to even tell me why this is happening. Do you have an idea? Like do you, ba the basic question I'm asking is, do you know why they're fucking with you? Do you have a sense of why they're fucking with you? Because they're fucking with you. They're absolutely fucking with me. And I think, it, so it all stems, I think, from releasing the video about Janice Gary Adams, the zoning official, where she's yelling at me about window shades and she cannot speak the actual code. Um, and she tells me like, well, if you, what if you did every other window? And I'm like, well, that's not the code. Like, can we sit down and talk about the actual code? You want to find me $1,500 a day for a code. 
So let's talk about the fucking code. But we're not doing that. And they've never done it. And they change it every week. And I think that I, I put that video out that definitely started this whole thing. And then it got to a point of no return for them, in my opinion. It got to a point where it kept being brought up, it kept being seen, and they had to do it. And they protect each other, right? So even the people who told me Janice Gary Adams is crazy, nobody in town hall likes her, all that stuff, they all still stick together. And I get it, right? They're, they're a band in that, in that way, right? Um, but I think they just got too far. And honestly, I think they're... Pro we have asked multiple times why it says your interior screenings need to be kept clean if they're not allowed to have them. They will still not answer that, verbally or in writing, will not answer it. So to me, this is all, they don't like to be picked, right? Richard Trank, the town attorney, he doesn't like to be picked on, right? He's Richard Trank, he can do whatever he wants. So he doesn't want to be, you can't challenge him or he's coming after you. And it's not even just a money grab for him, right? Like it's, it's, it gets personal for him. He's just, they like to have their power, right? And now you got this guy who can actually like get some stuff out there and let people hear this. So now, I believe at this current space, they're going to have such a hard time fighting everything that we have that they are just trying to scare the shit out of me. I truly believe that. I would not be surprised if we get a day or two before court and there's a settlement. It would not surprise me in the least because I don't think, I mean, look, municipal courts, the municipal judges are appointed by the mayors in town, right? I believe, or the judge said, you know, he actually gave us a choice of which judge we could have because there were rumors flying around that this judge rubber stamps this or this judge is that. So I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. But I think I got like a 3% chance to win a municipal court, even with everything we have. This is going to go into the appeals process, in my opinion. Um, but I, I hope I'm wrong, yeah. right? But I'm going into it prepared to lose. I'm going into it, though, prepared to put everything on the record that the appeals court's going to look at and go, window shades? window shades, right? Like, what happens here? Yeah. Um, there's just, there's so many ins and outs and elements of this thing, and it's all being based around window shades. It really does seem to me, in a way that is both, like, so baffling from the outside, but as someone who knows you, where I, I really find it commendable of, it really seems to me, like, you have a fundamental belief that this is not right, and therefore you are not going to play the game that a lot of other people would play and it has to be driving them completely crazy. Absolutely. Hey, uh, absolutely. They, um, Hey Luca, sorry. Can you read that? So sorry. I don't know if you're editing this, but there was someone else here to see me. So our listeners would expect nothing more than for you to be, you know, that, uh, my perception of you, and I think everyone who listens to the show, is that you literally never sleep and that there's constant activity swirling around you at all times. I, so this is I'm very taking, on brand. I'm taking blood pressure medication at this point. So <laughs> we've, we've, hit, we've hit that point. Where were we? I'm sorry. I got so we were saying that, you know, um, you oh, seem to people, have a, f a fundamental belief in the fact that they are doing something wrong. And, and there are other back channel ways that you could probably play this. And you have chosen not to because there's right and wrong here. There's a lot of right and wrong here. And we've been really, I mean, this town's cost me over a hundred thousand dollars with the permit thing that they did to us and, uh, and stalling our, our construction while people were being paid to do the construction and then closing down my pizza side while I wanted to keep my pizza guy and I'm paying him hourly to come and hang out because I can't make pizza because of the things that they did. So like they've really messed with me and this isn't like my revenge. You don't get revenge, right? Like there's no, from a financial standpoint, I don't win here. No matter what, you can't sue a town. 
the towns are towns are so protected to get anything from a town is nearly impossible no matter how right you are with things it's just it's just how this works but it's wrong and i think the the the, the community i think wants me to to fight for it right they're they're pissed off and you know what i always say is that you know some guy customer of mine wrote like an amazing comment on facebook one time that was like we grew up with jared doing this jared was making bagels from his small kitchen in his condo and giving them away for years and making people pay it forward in town if you got one of these magical bagels. And then they watched me open the store. And then they watched COVID hit. And then they watched me expand or attempt to expand and the town start messing with you. Right? They're part of this. The community really is part of Bagels by Jarrett. They were here. It's like your friend's band the first time you saw them, right? In a, in the, in a basement or the backyard. Like, you were there for it, right? So it's it's you're a piece of it. And for a business, too, most people don't get to see that. Like, I can't think of too many businesses that I watched, like, someone baking cookies from their house and then opened a bakery, right? And then it was really successful. So I think the people in the town are pissed off. And honestly, while I'm sure social media is getting annoying to them, I get it. Like, every other post, someone's like, did you see this article? What's happening over at Bagels by Jaren? They're like, just shut up already about this kid. But... I think people, I think the majority of people are like, good, fight this. Like, and people are pissed off with this town to begin with, right? Like our, Trank, Richard Trank, our town attorney, gave our library away to a developer friend of his and lost in the Supreme Court unanimously. And then the town, then the town council voted to not renew Richard Trank's uh, contract with the town. And now our mayor is suing the town council for not renewing Richard Trank's contract. I'm not, you know, the mayor's blaming me for riling people up, and people are getting riled up for me, but they're pissed off. And they're, they're pissed off because that's what's actually going on in town, and here's window shades. Well, I have to say, too, again, this is the exact type of moment where I go, there is a chance they will find this and listen to this. And right there is where everything you just said is factual. I grew up at that library down at the bottom of Mount Pleasant Ave and I heard they were moving it. And then shortly after you heard that it got very tangled up in some development scheme and it was not a good look and it was classic Essex County shadiness. And you can read about this, but even right there, I feel like some of these people might listen to this very podcast and go, God damn it. He's bringing that up and tying this into the larger call. And that's why we continue to, that's why they fuck with you. Right? Like that's probably why. Cause you go, Look at some of the overall big picture stuff that some of the same people ticketing me do. It applies to development. It probably have to imagine, again, not saying that there's some big conspiracy in West Orange, but just the way towns work. When that mountain slid down onto that apartment complex, I remember as a former resident, I knew exactly where that was. There's not many apartments in West Orange and real estate is moving in a direction where people who get booted out of apartments. You can't really afford to go buy a home in West Orange as home prices increase. And you go, ooh, that was another thing where they let people develop. They let developers have permits and clearly someone didn't do research on the actual environmental effect of that and the zoning effect of that. And you go, ooh, these people do tend to maybe hand out contracts or be able to make decisions in a way that needs some oversight. And it does seem like maybe it's fair to flag the fact that they're mad at you because you posted a video that made one person look reactionary or look foolish. And now they're 
arbitrarily seemingly shifting the goalposts on why they're trying to punish you over these window shades. And it does tie into an overall sort of maybe laissez-faire attitude, you could say gently, about how some of the bureaucracy is operating overall. Absolutely. And, you know, I have people, that I, whether or not this is true, I don't know, but I've been told the town was really mad at me for doing that fundraiser because I brought more attention to it. Right. And I was like, it took me, I, someone's like, the town's really pissed off at you for doing this fundraiser. And I sat for a second. I was like, why would they be pissed off at me doing the fundraiser? And then some, the, some person I was talking to was like, because it makes the town look bad. Right. They didn't take care of their residents enough. And like the mayor had a mayor's fund, I think, to put people in hotels. And I think that ran out really quickly. And I think it could have been used way better. I think they could have tried to use the money to get people into new places, down payments, right? If you don't have a ton of money, we all move, I moved around when I was in the band a lot, right? And you know, you're like, you need that down payment to get into a new apartment and stuff. So maybe the money could have been managed better. I don't know. And I'm not calling anything out on that. But just the fact that the town would be mad at me because I brought attention to it. And then you think about it like, okay, well, the turkey drive, right? Like, well, is the town mad at that? Because we're showing that there are some people who live in this town that are poor, unfortunately, and needy, and I'm the one helping them. Like, and now we're getting into it. Yeah. Now like, we're getting into it because you're an up the hill business helping down the hill people at the end of the day. And there is a weird social line that maybe there is some desire for separation there. It's a weird thing. I grew up in the town. You and I can say it. Well, you know more than me, You, but you were here way longer. I've only been here like seven or eight years. Um, and to be fair, I'm really learning a lot the past year or two. Absolutely. I mean, I, there was a New York Times article, um, one of the real estate articles about, you know, the Maplewood South Orange spillover into West Orange. And here's some homes you can buy in West Orange. And it was very interesting for me as someone who grew up in town to read that article and go, oh, this article is saying West Orange real estate, but this only seems to me to be applying to the Gregory School, St. Cloud School, Redwood School. It doesn't seem to me that this article is even mentioning the towns you can buy in the areas where your kids would go to Washington School or Hazel School. And that's a choice by a writer or whoever coordinated the information that writer got. Um, so yeah, it's a very fascinating town that I had a lot of love for, but it has always had some strange division and, and, and some unspoken rules and you might be right. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. But I don't know if I'm, and I'll be clear. I don't know if I'm right with it, but you know, as someone who, who looks into everything, right. And never believes what I'm just told. Um, I, you know, I, I, I evaluate things. I want to know what the truth is. I want to get to the truth. And I'm never going to believe that what I'm told is just the truth. I want to bring up one other thing and then I'll let you go because you're a busy guy okay. and you have, I have to make you have a restaurant to run and you have lawyers to talk to constantly. But yeah, I got to make rigatoni still for tonight. I mean, <laughs> and listen, <laughs> Lord knows there's not enough pasta in Essex County if you don't step up to the plate. Okay. But I do want to just point out one thing that I'm sure you have thought about and that bums me out to think about, which is yeah. you've built something cool. And like, again, you know your accolades, but just to remind anybody who's listening, you haven't just had your bagel show up on best bagel lists. You've had your pizza show up on best new pizza lists. You've had your chili show up on best chili lists, all from starting from a little bagel shop. Like this, is, there's a story here and something that... I feel like a lot of New Jersey has rallied around and been like, something fucking cool is happening with this store. Like there's been a lot of press that says it. Absolutely. There's a culture. Yeah. We have a culture. I know that there's been times where I have stopped by your store and I watched a guy 
who showed up who had driven from out of state because he followed you on Instagram and was like, I'm finally getting my bagels by Jared. Like I've watched it happen. And it's a bummer that, I mean, the people of West Orange have certainly rallied hard around you. Absolutely. People have spoken to me about it, but it's a shame that the town itself seems to be treating you as if it's like rejecting a kidney in a way, you know? Yeah. Meanwhile, I think of just the neighboring towns. Let's just think of other Essex County towns. With what's happening in Maplewood and South Orange right now, if you decided to pack up and move down there, oh, good God, do you not think all those Brooklyn transplants wouldn't love what you're doing? If you moved over to Montclair, like the foodie hub of North Jersey, when you're an established foodie darling the past few years, do you not think they would love to have another feather in their foodie camp? Absolutely. That town accommodates restaurants. Clearly they work with restaurant owners, let alone... Bloomfield has become the Montclair spillover town with a lot of the punk rockers that culturally are aligned with you starting their own businesses there. And some of them are starting to go really well, let alone the fact that Livingston is what a half mile up the road from you. And Livingston for years has been trying to build a downtown vibe. And I would have to imagine, and I don't know the bureaucracy for there's other towns, but Livingston's another town that I bet they have been trying to start a downtown with foot traffic vibe for years, and I'm sure would love to help accommodate you. It seems like West Orange is going to lose something special because even the neighboring towns clearly are a cultural fit for you in a way that I have to say to my hometown, there's a lot of cool stuff in West Orange and cool people, but a lot of us, when you're a kid, to find the cool stuff, you wind up shopping on Bloomfield Ave in Montclair, or you wind up driving a couple towns away to go see a show because you can't actually, there's a lot of punk rockers from West Orange with great taste, but you got to drive to go see the show. It seems like one of the cool things they have, they're driving away. And at a certain point, if they're costing you six figures, that six figures could go towards paying your rent in Bloomfield or Montclair or Maplewood so easily. Absolutely. So I was looking to open, there was a bar in, uh, in West Orange that was for sale. And I wanted to open like a cool, like gastro pubby type deal. And obviously with everything going on in the town, I'm like, I can't do this. Like, I'm not putting more money into West Orange right now. It's insane. The Livingston mayor called me and was like, come to Livingston. Come to Livingston. And like, that's what they should be doing. They're, remember, they're supposed to work for the people, right? That was, that's the intention. And we know that that's not really the case. But I'm with you. And to be completely honest, I have a meeting here on Friday with a brokerage firm to see if we can sell this place for enough money to take it and move to another town and not spend a ton of money right. doing so. I've invested about a half a million dollars into this place between the original site and the expansion. It's right around half a million dollars, give or take maybe you know, $10,000, $20,000 somewhere. Um, and I, don't want, I can't afford to go spend another $100,000 to put something together. I'd have to find something somewhat turnkey or make enough money on this to move it. I don't want much downtime. I need to keep my crew. So we're all working through it, right? Like This has to be like the most amazing... like get out of here on Monday and we're open back up on Friday somewhere situation. Um, and I got a guy who I, who I trust and think could possibly make it happen for me. Um, but yeah, they're driving away. One of my customers says it to me every time he's here and he, you know, and he comes to the court dates and stuff. He's just like, this is the only cool thing we have. This is the only special, as you said, people are driving from out of state. It is special. Like we're doing something really cool. Why does this have to be like this? It is It is such a bummer. It's such a bummer. And again, you're in the thick of it. You've mentioned you're a guy who likes to question everything. And I want to I be very clear. 
me and you have sat here and talked about some of the social dynamics of the town. Some, you know, your turkey drive brought some heat on you. I've brought up the whole thing with the apartment complex mudslide, and we've gone, what's going on with this town and with this library and this? And that? But the problem is, the sad thing is, I bet there are some ways in which you have ruffled feathers in relation to those things. I bet there are some ways in which you and I have now delved into conspiracy where people listening might go, none of that's true, guys. What are you talking about? But the problem is that I do think that the way the town operates and the quotes that they give that anyone, including myself, can track from the outside that just keep changing. Our problem with this is that he's violating this. Oh, no, our problem with this is that you can't have access to the kitchen. No, our problem with this is the way the town operates is I do think that it's, it is objective and fair to say their behavior has created a lot of the questions. And then a cool thing is going to schlep out of town because it's easier to go two towns away. And now yet again, the people of West Orange have to drive away and go a couple towns over for the cool shit. And then it's going to be left to a lot of the people in town going, well, did they drive him out because his turkey drive made us wonder about some of the economic inequity in town? And they didn't like him shining a spotlight on that. Did they do that? I don't know. I'm not saying they did. It's conspiratorial to say they did. But they're the ones raising the question by consistently moving the goalposts. It's a Absolutely. bummer to think of it. Absolutely. And um, oh, I just had a thought. That was a really good one, too. Well, so, yeah, that's the thing, too, is like, right, so they're nothing is consistent, right, with what they say. Like, you read any news article or everything. Like, I've kept my points the same the whole time. And you would think that, like, either the town attorney – you would think the town attorney – Richard Trank would sit everyone down for a 10 minute meeting and go, here's our story, guys. Stick with it. Like, get together and discuss. Instead, you have the mayor going on TV, changing her story, saying that she can't see it. The restaurant she was eating at has window shades, by the way. I know where she was the night before because she went up to a friend of mine at that restaurant and they have window shades at their restaurant where she was eating that she couldn't see into the kitchen or didn't know if they used Driscoll or U.S. Foods for their food delivery, right? Like, um, but I'm with you, and it's it's it in the end, dude. It's sad. It's a really sad. It's a bummer. Thing. Yeah, it is a bummer. I can say it's funny because I mean I have an. Uh, let me be clear before anybody gets mad who hears this. I have an undying love of West Orange. I think it's one of the most fascinating places you could grow up. I don't think growing up there, I even realized it. I never ever forgot when I got to Rutgers. And started getting the sense that all these kids around me were at a state school and were like, oh, this is cool. I'm around all different kinds of people. And me and my roommate from West Orange were like, oh, this is kind of the, the least diverse place we've ever been. We didn't throw around the word diverse back in 1998 like we do now. But that we, I remember us being like, I don't know, man. Like We grew up in a place where there were way more different kinds of people in our classrooms. And like... It's this really fascinating place that has a hidden secret town called Llewellyn Park in the middle of it for rich people, and you're not allowed to enter it. And and Llewellyn Park is so weird. And to, and I go to an elementary school where most of the kids are Jewish when I'm Catholic, and I'm learning about all their different holidays. And then my middle school is like a third black, and some of the Jewish kids come from up the hill and there. And and then my high school is this mix of everybody from every corner of town. And it has weird sides and strange moments, but by and large, we all get along. And it's like this beautiful place full of this potential. Yep. And sometimes I tell people about growing up there and I go, if I have one regret, it's that I think that 
that was not viewed as something to be like open and honest about as a source of strength. And it seems like the town still sort of wants to hide, hide the bumps and bruises instead of saying like, we are one of the most amazing towns in one of the most diverse states. Let's own that and figure out a way to embrace that. And instead it's, if you talk shit about our town attorney, we will drive you to Maplewood, motherfucker. It's such <laughs> a sad backwards attitude and like machine politics feeling nonsense for a place that has all the potential to be one of the crown jewels of New Jersey if it would just embrace itself and get out of its own way. Get out of its own fucking way. That's one of the biggest things. And it starts at the top, unfortunately. And I know that's just like, it's a cheesy term, but it does. It starts with it starts with getting rid of the town attorney. He's been here for like 25 years. There's a million developer deals that have done bad things for this town. If they can get rid of the town attorney, then they can start making some moves. And they got to clear some house in town hall. There's some people that got to go. It's a really, really messed up town. But... There's hope with it, and I won't lie that people have been reaching out to me, and they're like, you need to either run for town council or mayor because you can help start cleaning this shit up. And my wife's like, oh, with all your free time. Oh, if that's the turn this takes, if that's the turn this takes, that you become the literal mayor of West Orange because of this, <laughs> I will be the first person to endorse that run because that will be the most entertaining mayoral run of all time. That debate should be live streamed on national television for the amusement of this country. Please, Jared for mayor, please. I'll be your campaign manager. <laughs> Oh. oh my goodness. They must be listening to this right now going, what if he's serious? Like they're all looking at each other. Like I love that this started with me being like, so how come we can't settle this thing with you getting all these fines from the town? And you're just like, well, they got to fire the town attorney who's giving me the fine. Like he's not going to play nice with you now. Yeah. You're advocating for his dismissal and threatening to run for mayor. This is why I love you. Sometimes you got it. Look, I've got, right. I said, I got 5 million invest. Let's say I can't sell the place, right? Let's say I can't find a deal. That's going to work for me to get out of here. And trust me, I don't want to get out of here, but I got, I got half a million tied up here. I got about half a million in my, in my house. I got about a million dollars tied into this town. A couple years as the mayor or town council rep to clean this place up and get out of here. I'm not looking for a long-term position. I could do my four years, right. And, and clean this place up. And, and my investment, it'll help my investments too. Please tell me, oh, see, because <laughs> here's the other thing though. If this is true, you do want to keep one of the, and this is just constructive criticism, Jared, because you know, this is out of the left. A lot of people, if they were seriously starting to consider that maybe they needed to be uh, an outsider candidate cleaning up that would say, I'm going to keep that off the podcast and interviews. You're like, no, I'll tell them right now. <laughs> Have you started thinking about who your town council slate would be if you, if you start to run, if you run for mayor, you're like, I think I got a few other people who would run with me and we could just go and clean it up and fix this town up and point it in the right direction. Someone from the that's on the town council now did reach out to me to run for the town council <laughs> because right now the town council's got three out of five of the town council members are not part of the machine. Yeah. So that's why Trank's contract did not get renewed because we had three three fifths. But for bigger stuff, you need four to one votes in this town, and you still have two machine candidates that are in there. So. Yeah, I mean, I, this has been. You know what's funny <laughs> is a lot of the stuff they've gotten mad at you about 
Because the window shades is one thing, but I knew about, I remember when the turkey thing happened and I was like, how are you going to get mad at somebody for collecting turkeys? If you are mad about the way that's going down, what you do is you say, let us help you do it the right way, not shut it down. Absolutely. You don't, you don't come in and go, don't collect fucking turkeys for your neighbors who might not be able to have a turkey at Thanksgiving. You say, what you're doing is really cool. Same thing when you organize the benefit for the people who lost their apartments. You know what they don't like is you're acting like a politician when you do that. That's the territory of po- we hand out the turkeys, motherfucker. Yep. We like what we get to go ahead and get the press for the benefit show for if if we choose for that to even happen. That might be part of what they don't it's, like. It's very possible. Back to our conspiracy stuff, but I don't know. Anything's possible. I know. I don't want to fuel. I don't want to fuel your conspiratorial thinking, but there's something to be said for it. There, yeah. Well, you know, I invited the mayor and everyone on the town council, I believe, out to that charity event. Only one town council person came. Cindy Matute Brown came out, and she was on the town council. Um, nobody else came, right? So, you know, and it wasn't. I, I actually, in the mayor's defense, it was it was Mayor Parisi back then. I think he did email me and said like something had gotten moved because remember we switched it because there was a COVID outbreak so we had to move the whole thing. Um, he may have said that he was possibly going to be away or something like that. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt on that one, but otherwise, no one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's heartbreaking. That's hard. Like, well, think about the. Pe- it's one of those things that you think about the people. Who I, I was just going to say, lived in those apartments and they don't even see that the mayor's there. There, there were people there that night who fucking lived there who yeah. watched a guy who started a bagel shop step up for them. And none of the politicians who gave away the land on the hill, you know, none of the people who allowed those trees to be removed showed up. What is that? You can yeah. put a number of names on it. I'll let the listeners label that how they want. Um, but there's a lot of ways you could label that, you know, cowardly is when that comes to mind. It's funny too. I feel like maybe I'm just realizing subconsciously too, everybody who's ever done anything in entertainment from West Orange gets invited back to talks at the high school except me and i did did i ever tell you this yeah a friend i graduated with once emailed them and was like why haven't you had gethard back and i was like dude i don't even want to go like what are you doing and then they wrote back and said you know we saw his hbo special about suicide uh that has no place for our kids that's not an appropriate conversation i'm like you could look at my whole career and find hundreds of things i've done that are not appropriate from kids where i'd go yeah this is why i didn't want you to even email them. You could find videos of me like shirtless on, on public access TV, having my nipples clamped by a dominatrix. Say that <laughs> means yeah, I can't yeah. go in front of your kids. <laughs> but a conversation about why find being a kid from North Jersey who found it really hard to go see a shrink for the first time, eventually went and did it and is speaking frankly about the positive benefit. That's the only thing I've ever done that those kids should hear. Yeah. So I've dealt with some of their bureaucracy as well. And some of the, it's this weird thing, right? Where I have also seen it where sometimes the bureaucracy in that town very clearly comes with judgment. That is not the place of a bureaucrat to give. And it's absolutely a bummer. And I'm glad you're standing up and fighting and I'm glad to help spread word. And um, in closing, I do want to know, are there things people can be doing right now to support? If they're like, we've heard from Jared on this show before. He's a good guy. He's going through it. Are the things they can do to support? Yeah, I mean, I just keep telling everyone, you know, obviously, like buying our food if you like it. You know, eating here is always helpful because it makes us money to pay. Writes it, you know, put up a joke the other day that all proceeds of, of Friday's food will go towards my attorney. Um, so buying food here, sharing the stories is helpful. 
um, but I do ask people to keep it, you know, keeps things civil still, right? This is like, yeah. like at the end of the day, and this is a huge deal right now that I'm dealing with, like, right? Like, I literally, I had my doctor's appointment yesterday, and they're like, she took my blood pressure three times, because she's like, this is not right. Like, something is wrong here. Dude, take care of yourself. Yeah. So, um, at the end of the day, this is still just window shades, right? Like, yeah. it's all going to go away eventually. This too shall pass. So keep it civil. But when we have court dates, show up to the court dates. You know, that's a big thing. People packing that courtroom is going to make everyone be a little bit more honest from the town. They don't have a choice because the people who have been coming to court and watching it and seeing it are getting the real side of it, not just the story from the news or the Facebook posts. They're seeing how Richard Trank is acting in court towards me. And, and hearing what he has to say, right? So, um, but yeah, I think really just sharing the story is really like the big one. Like just get it, like the more we get it out there, I think the better chance we have. Maybe maybe there's this magical attorney that's listening to something somewhere at some point that is like, I I am an expert at this, right? Or something like someone who could just guide it better. Someone who knows, like nothing against my attorney's great, but like there could be someone that is eventually going to hear this story that's like, that can put an end to it, right? So we'll see, because I'd like it to be over. Like, I don't, you know, everyone's like, well, they'll just up, up the window shades. Like, dude, they want to charge my landlord $30,000. You think up in my window shades right now is going to, is they're just going to go, okay, we're good, Jared, right? Like, they've had their chances. The mayor had a, had a moment to shine with this thing when I originally told her about it, and she has not had a good first year. And that's not like me dissing her. She just has not had a good first year. <laughs> And this was a moment she could have had a photo op. We could have taken a picture together for it, right? And this would have been... West Orange embraces its small businesses. Yeah. We work with small business yeah. owners to figure out how to make it happen. Yeah. Like, take a hit. Well, you know what? The zoning official was a little out of line on this, and we talked it all over, and we made good on it, and we're fine. Right? Like, she had an opportunity, and now she's just continuing to look like trash as her administration makes way bigger mistakes than just Windows. <laughs> well, they certainly, I certainly see why they bristle, but it's not untrue. But I also, in closing, I do want to point one thing out that you've been very consistent on, because there's been, we've called out, maybe a lack of consistency in the reasons they're giving you, but you've been consistent. And I just want to make sure, it's not just because we're friends, you've been on the show before. I do want to say, Today in this interview, everything I've seen you do on TV news and every quote's in the papers, you've been very clear, I think, of you're like, if they could show me an ordinance that says I got to do it, I would have done it. In a heartbeat. If they would sit down and show me, here's the law that says you got to do it, then I'll pull the window shades down. The law, it's very ambiguous and unclear. And I can point to the areas where it says it's unclear. It's, so it's just nuts. The, the, the mayor said it's trivial in an interview, right? The zoning official's secretary on Facebook commented, it's a really confusing ordinance and it should be rewritten. <laughs> so why the fuck are we at this point, people? And I just do need to be clear about that to give you credit. Because look, you know you can be a character. You're a character and you're aware that you're a character. And it's part of why I have such immense love for you and what you do. But when we go through all the character stuff, you've been consistent of if there's a law that says I got to do a thing, I do the thing. But this law isn't, isn't clear. Absolutely. You've been consistent. And I would say that as someone who's followed the story, more consistent than the bureaucracy has been in their reasons. So happy to get your back, happy to spread word. And I know our listeners are happy to hear from you. And and while we might laugh and cheer as you threaten to run for mayor, <laughs> I also want you to know that 
despite any jokes or laughter, I'm also like, God damn it. Like, so what do we get? Do we get another shutdown Kmart on Prospect Ave? Do we get another big giant corporate box store shut down? Like, is that what we get to have in the town? Do we get yep. more? You got Popeyes and Sonic coming. That's what they're working on right now. Popeyes and Sonic. See, so the Roy Rogers became a Wendy became Wendy's became a Panera Bread. Now it'll become a Popeyes. Like, is this what we get to have in this town, or do we get the person who's getting written up? as punching above his weight as a bagel shop who's expanding in this really beautiful culinary way, do we maybe get that person to become embraced as part of the fabric of this town? And they've putzed that so hard. And it's it's a bummer, and I'm sorry you're going through it. And please take care of your health in the face of all this, please. Absolutely. That's most important, all right? Nothing without... The shop's nothing without me. <laughs> got a great crew, but Dude. I got to be I got to be alive. <laughs> yeah, big time, big time. So please yeah. get that blood pressure under control. That's cons- as <laughs> as as a as a friend who we you know we've crossed paths enough times that I'm like, please just take care of yourself first. Yep, um, absolutely. Don't let this fucking town drive you to the brink of madness or bad health. So, all right, you're the best. Everybody, support. Chris, thank you, Bagels by Jared. Let's get out there. It's nonsense. It's nonsense that you're dealing with. Awesome. Thank you, Chris. Pleasure. Thank you for listening to this presentation of New Jersey is the World. New Jersey is the World is Chris Gethard, Nikki Bonaduce, Don Finelli, Andrea Quinn, Carson Kopp, and Mike D. New Jersey is the World is produced and edited by Carson Kopp, Mike D, and Andrea Quinn. You can find us online at New Jersey is the World and on Instagram at New Jersey is the World. Also, please feel free to reach out and leave us a voicemail by contacting the home office of New Jersey's The World at 973-780-4660 in regards to anything show or New Jersey related. Please subscribe and listen to more episodes of New Jersey's The World on your favorite podcast service. If you're looking to join our extremely opinionated and Jersey-ish community, head on over to Patreon.com and search for New Jersey is the World. We have merch, which you can find at BelowTheCollar.com after searching for Chris Gethard. Once again, thank you for listening to this presentation of New Jersey is the World. New Jersey is the World, where New Jersey is the World. 